0: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And with that, it is another episode of the Ciru Papers. I am biblical paranormal researcher Jason McLean, and tonight we're joined by Jessica Jones. Uh, we're going to continue our, ex- our, uh, our conversation about Nephilim that we actually started on her channel uh, two weeks ago uh, when she remote viewed the, the uh, giant of Kandahar, uh, that particular incident that was brought to the mainstream by L.A. Marzulli. Um, before we go too far into this, though, I would like to point out that today is a recorded episode. Uh, it's. I would love to be responding to your chat and taking questions. Unfortunately, um, this particular evening, I am driving with Tex and Rob, and Bob over to the Alabama Bigfoot Conference. So I will not be here in, in person. But everything goes back to normal next week, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's uh, go ahead and bring up Jessica Jones. Hello,
0: Hello. Jessica. Hey, Jason.
1: Thanks um, for having me. Oh, no problem. We had a lot of fun on your on your last episode, or uh, I guess two weeks ago uh, when we aired this, and uh, you reviewed the, the Giant of Kandahar. Can you tell people where to go find that particular episode? Because I want to sort of build off of what was discussed, not necessarily rehash in its entirety. So if they are, if they missed it, where can they find it?
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be on my website, or it's so on my website, thecryptidhuntress.com. You can go there and find it. You can also find it on YouTube at Texas Front Porch and on the Cryptid Huntress on YouTube. Uh, It's going to be titled The Giant of Kandahar Remote Viewing Investigation. So anybody can find it at um, any of those three places.
1: Wonderful. Uh, Yeah, it was a great episode. We had some, there was some uh, interesting discussion. I thought we'd carry it over into this one. Um, And so just a quick the rehash what what were your findings
0: yeah well I found that the events that took that were alleged to have taken place actually really happened um, I did get that there was um, a gigantic human that did kill some military men uh, from the US in um, Kandahar Afghanistan okay um, I think that the story that we've been told, was a little bit different than what actually happened there i did Mm -hmm. find that uh they weren't the the first troop that went in uh they weren't just looking for taliban and you know whoever Mm -hmm. whatever the story was told they actually were there on a mission to locate and find a giant okay and Mm -hmm. uh and yeah that that is what according to my remote viewing data what i saw They were there on a mission to locate a giant or two or three. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, and, but they ended up getting killed. And so, um, and so another team was sent in kind of like a special forces team who found their bones and their equipment scattered everywhere, um, at the mouth of the cave. And a giant Mm -hmm. ran out of the cave and uh, chucked a spear at one of the, the men and, um, Killed him, and as, as the other soldiers uh, shot the giant to death, and so um, that's pretty much what my what my data said. It, it all pretty much lined up with the story, uh, other than the motive as to why they were there in the first place.
1: Yeah, no, I found the motive. I think that's that's a lot of where we're going to go with this ultimately was was the motive behind it. Mm-hmm. And you picked up a, a particular word, bounty, like a bounty hunter. Yes, the, I did. that that to your, and I think one of the thing, one of the really interesting points of this was the idea that that first team wasn't just some random team that happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, but rather that they were there to to kill or capture one of these Nephilim that that apparently had been reported in the reason, region, as we had discussed on your mm-hmm. show. Um, Texas Front Porch has had uh, actually several individuals who claim to have been downrange about the same time in the same area, to ha- and mm-hmm. that they had far less dramatic encounters, but that they had that they were aware of these beings. They had encountered them, um, albeit just not as directly. So, mm-hmm. again, you know, in, in, if you want to go full conspiracy, you can say, "Well, maybe this is all made up." But the simple fact of the matter is, it does seem like there's just too much there because th- because so much of what you talked about tied into other things that we've heard. Mm-hmm. Inner earth, uh, specific strike teams, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually targeting these creatures, um, all around the world. And so, <clears> that sort of prompted us to talk about the Nephilim in general where do they come from? Where, what is their importance? Why are they still here, yeah. right? Because it seems like they kind of disappeared and yet they haven't. And what I really want to explore on tonight's conversation, and perhaps you'll have, um, because I know with what you do with your movie and you often pick up things and maybe they don't always make sense necessarily
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the context. So, you know, to ex- I want to explore a couple concepts and see if maybe that sparks a, uh, sparks a little something in that, in that brain of yours.
0: Yeah. Cause a lot of my data, I, I had no idea what to do with it. Like mm-hmm. the fact that he was Norse, he had Norse, yeah. Uh, you know, genetics, uh, and he was human, and uh, and I saw that he was a cannibal, and by that, I'm, I mean eight humans, and so that yeah. would, I would assume that he has human DNA as well, uh, and yes. so, and there were also more than one there, so mm-hmm. there are multiple giants located in that cave, so I thought that was pretty interesting as well.
1: Oh, no, it yeah. absolutely, yeah, it absolutely is. It's fascinating, uh, but let's actually start there, because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of conversation about what a Nephilim is, like what makes a proper Nephilim, right? And
0: mm-hmm.
1: the and I think this is where things actually get a little dicey. Everyone focuses on the giant aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. That they're tall. But in actuality, what they are, and in the original were quite tall. Um, there's argument. Again, there's a whole long conversation about the Book of Enoch, uh, about whether or not the sizes that we've translated are accurate measurements are one of those things that varies depending on time, place, culture. So let's put the, you know, some of them say, "Well, they're like they seem to be 300 feet tall." I don't buy those numbers. I just don't. But they were clearly very, very tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and to uh, one of the things we, we mentioned on your channel as well, Oh, King of Bashan, depending on the on the type of cubit use, could have been as tall as 18 feet. Um. So these creatures were both pre and post flood were, were quite tall but what they are you know most people focus on the angel part of it but they're they're angel human hybrids but i think the you know we talked about the liger the the thing for me is on things that aren't alike can't breed right that you just can't like you're not going to like a fish and a dog are never going to have offspring right, right. um it's you know it's <laughs> yeah That would be weird, but people—I'm certain somebody is out there trying to make it work. You know, in in like a uh, test tube or something. But the point is, you can't—you really can't do it. You know, directly. And the thing is, angels being supernatural beings, like how do they create these nephilim? Well, they would have to have human bodies. Mm -hmm. The liger is the is a hybrid of a male lion and a female tiger. And the reason they grow to such enormous size—if you ever see a liger—they are monsters. They're just these massive creatures. The reason that happens is the genetic information that restricts uh, an animal size It says, okay, this is your optimal size is kept in the female lion, but the male tiger. So when you have a male lion and a female tiger, that gene is entirely missing. So they grow to these massive proportions. So I would argue that's probably what we're seeing in these Nephilim is that that, the gene that tells them how small or large they're supposed to be as a normal human is missing. And the, again, there's other mutations. They tend to have, um, you know, I guess, technically five fingers and a thumb or, you know, six fingers uh-huh. uh, and six toes. There are reports of double rows of teeth. Um, uh, and a lot of people sort of pick that as like having two jaws. That's not what it is. Basically you just have a row of teeth sort of sitting on top of your your mm-hmm. main teeth. So there seem to be other mutations that come along with it, which again lead me to believe that that's what we're looking at. A what we have are these humans that, because of the interbreeding and the missing genomic structures in these original bodies, they are they're mutants. They just they're very very strange. Um, well. So why, you pointed out the Norse, and again, yes, they are cannibals. The the Book of Enoch, first Enoch technically, makes it very, very clear that these were cannibals, right? There is a, and there's a reason why in every story around the world that involves giants, they're cannibals, right? Mm. I mean, think about it. We're all familiar with the Jack and the Beanstalk story. That's a derivative of Jack the Giant Slayer. It's a, you know, there are lots of Jack the Giant Slayer stories uh, in England and really around uh, Europe. They were always cannibals. In uh, north, the, the Plains Indians, they had cannibal giants that would impale people on spears. South America, same thing. Europe, again, you, you, it doesn't matter where you go, these creatures were cannibals. They were seen mm-hmm. as cannibals. Why? Because they were. Interesting. You know, that's, yes. that's the easiest answer. Because <laughs> they were. We all experienced them. Now the question becomes, like you said, they had Norse genetics. Why? Again, we talked about it more in detail. But when Joshua goes into the Levant, I think a lot of these Nephilim realized we can't stay here. These thing, you know, these people, these these Hebrew are coming into the land, and they are wiping us out pretty easily. It's time to get gone. And we see legends of r- these giants in reed ships coming to uh the Mayas. The Mayans talk about them. The, the, there was these giant people in reed ships coming at about the same time. We see the the rise of the in the in the plains, Indians, we start seeing the, the rise of these big earthen mounds, right? The mound builders all happened about the same time. Why? Because they got out of Dodge.
0: Interesting. Well,
1: and that includes yeah. the Norse, right? The Norse had, uh-huh. again, all these stories. So the question becomes, well, how do they get from there to, you know, assuming that's, again, red hair is kind of <laughs> yeah. a big deal, right? That's sort of a big deal. Like, you know, we can see some things are happening there. So how how do they get from there to Afghanistan? Now, that's a great question. Yeah. Was there anything? I, I mean, you could argue, I mean, you could say perhaps there's an inner, again, an inner earth aspect to it. Yeah. Because that was something you picked up on, right?
0: Totally. I picked up on inner earth, and I'm not super familiar with inner earth. You know, I hear stories a lot about. You know the hole, the sub, and the is it the North Pole? You know, and, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know. There's stories about the the inner Earth that I hear about, but I don't. I, that's not my specialty. I even yeah. hear that Bigfoot, Sasquatch comes from the inner Earth. You know, uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But I did get that they came from inner Earth and the cave systems that go for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. So, <laughs> yep. yeah, it's um, it, it's it's still a mystery to me, but um. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't get much more than just inner earth as to where they came from.
1: And it's entirely possible that that, that, that that's, again, that's sort of where they've retreated to because again, Mm -hmm. it's not just that the giants are cannibals and all in all of these earth, all these world stories. They're also the ones getting killed in these stories.
0: Right. The end of
1: all these stories is them getting killed at some point. They probably said, you know what? We need to, be somewhere else so it's entirely possible they maybe they walked found the caves you know, and found the cave system and hid in the cave system or maybe that <laughs> cave system is a lot more interconnected than we than we've been led to believe and that's when yeah. they're able to use these things to move over great distances
0: yeah. And or, stay safe. You know, perhaps what if they were traveling with the Vikings when the Vikings were going all over the world, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's just kind of the things they leave out of the shows, like Vikings. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh don't Maybe get that's get just me started something they leave that. out?
1: Yeah, don't get me started on on, on how terribly inaccurate those shows are. And movies yeah, but though. they're
0: entertaining and the guys oh, are. aren't hard to look at, is all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, see, now we're getting to the truth of things, aren't we? I
0: mean, i that's why I watched it. I'm just going to be truthful, you know, but, yeah. oh, and, and plus I come from a lineage where my family, we are descendants. I'm a, a actual granddaughter of Rolo. So, oh. um, yeah, my, my cousin did a, a family lineage that went way, way, way back. So yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm a little Viking woman, I guess. <laughs> That, I have my, a Viking son for sure. <laughs> there you
1: go. Well, my family are all literally on both sides of my family are basically just all Highland Scots, and we're also Viking derived.
0: Yeah, um, you know, yeah, it's it's interesting. I've always been told that I am a Welsh Viking, is what my yeah. uh, my family always told me. I thought that was interesting.
1: <laughs> well, and the, again, technically, the Viking isn't even a proper name, but we can use it that way. It's, <laughs> right. You know, it but sounds, it's like, yeah, they it went sounds everywhere. cooler. No, yeah. yeah, no, they went everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. And that's and to your point, there are plenty of stories of giants being. There was a Roman emperor whose name escapes me at this exact moment, but he was claimed to be over eight uh, to be over eight feet tall. Um, mm-hmm. There are all kinds of people who were giants who pop up throughout history. So it's they are there, uh, and they and a lot. It just seems like that maybe they were a lot more brazen back in the day, but. In the more recent era they do seem to be like hey we got to stay out of sight you know Mm -hmm. they're they're definitely more secretive they're definitely hiding um and so the the real question here becomes why what yeah what what are they doing and again why were they being hunted by this group i think the bounty hunter aspect of that first team and again what they did with the body i think that's really telling us a lot about where we are in history and kind of what we're looking forward to, like, what, what like, not mm-hmm. forward in a good thing, but that, like, if you really look a little down the road, this is what we're going to start. Like, we're going to start seeing some things. And, it, and I think this is all going to tie into the rise of the Antichrist at the end of the day. That the, that's what we're, yeah. that's ultimately what we're looking at.
0: It's a little scary, Jason. <laughs> A little scary, it is. you know, you know, they actually had giants, even in the Game of Thrones series, you know, mm-hmm. there was, there were giants there, a lot of these movies, a um, yes. lot of giants, you know, mm-hmm. so,
1: yeah, they're well, there, they're, 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 we can argue the predictive programming aspect mm-hmm. of that. But I think to a point, really, it's more about, they've just always been a part of our culture. Right. I mean, they've always been there because these are real creatures that, you know, Mm -hmm. modern, the modern science, modern world says, no, they're not real. This is all fairy tales and make believe. And it's like, well, but they're not. They were real. And I think one of the reasons they're so suppressed is, again, like so many things, it, it, it calls into question the worldview that the modern elite would like us to believe. Right. They want us to have a very narrow view of reality and. A thirteen foot tall giant, right? That's yeah. that's not entirely human. <laughs> is going to yeah. cause some people to go, you know, maybe what you're telling me isn't right.
0: Yeah, well, if they just make it all warm and fuzzy, like all this, these robotic dogs are putting out there, dancing to music, yeah. and you know, and. I don't know. Every everything is they kind of have to package it for human, you know, the mass consumption, right? To make everybody yep. get used to it, and maybe that's why they're just kind of sprinkling in a giant in every every couple of movies, you know, <laughs> and, well, and these shows on yeah. HBO and stuff. So who knows? You know, it's just getting everybody ready.
1: Well, again, we we talked about predictive programming on uh, actually several shows over the last couple of months. Um, this idea that. Hollywood, and again, you know, we've we've talked about Operation Mockingbird, where the CIA was basically owned the news media. We know that the CIA has a very cushy relationship with the news, with both the news and uh, news media in Hollywood.
0: I think they still do.
1: Oh, they do. Very- <laughs> yeah, no, and that's which is exactly my point. They absolutely just do. Say that. <laughs> yeah, which means you do have to call. It's like we kind of have to call everything into question. You know, it's like. Yeah. N- it's like why is it that we see these out of nowhere everyone makes the same movie right yes you know and you're similar
0: like, <laughs> and you're like eh,
1: why why do i have armageddon and deep impact coming out like 6 yeah. months apart right, <laughs> right. Um, why is it every you know why does every movie have ancient astronaut theory in it like the only big multi billion dollar franchises that don't have ancient astronaut theory in it right now is like fast and furious Right. You know, I guess Harry Potter. I've never seen Harry Potter. I wouldn't know. But it's like outside of the outside of the the Diesel film. Like everything else has it in there somehow. It's like this Mm -hmm. is not a coincidence that that these multi billion dollar franchises are all leaning into some of these ideas.
0: Yeah, they need more Bigfoot movies. I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you know we're getting better Bigfoot movies though. You know we are.
0: Although good cartoons. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, so that's that's a that's another point. Uh, there was a, a cartoon that came out like what two three years ago now, uh, Littlefoot or something like that. Yeah, where I saw that it was yeah, is it the one like there was it was a Yeti and it had magic powers and the kids were trying to get it back to its back to the Himalayas. Like that's I mean that was a rather large production. That wasn't a small production. That was yeah. I, think, I was trying to remember the, who who was in. It. I just I know it was it came out. I didn't. Luckily, my kids are a little bit old enough, yeah. a little bit older now, so I don't yeah. I have to go watch these movies anymore. Um, I say I don't to, know
0: names, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know anybody's names, but I did. I did mm-hmm. watch it with my son. I actually yeah. made him watch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, you that know, was my idea. Yeah. Well, it's again, I say like I, it's like I don't have to see them like I, <laughs> like I wasn't dragging my kids to go see Shrek and all that. Um, but luckily I don't have to watch the Disney films anymore. Um, like I loved the Emperor's New Groove and Atlantis, uh, the Lost City. Uh, I have
0: not seen those, but I've seen them, but I've seen them on there. I hadn't seen them, watched them yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Those, those are some of my favorite, like, honestly, Emperor's New Groove is one of the best Disney cartoons ever made.
0: I wonder what kind of predictive programming they have in that one.
1: (laughs) Uh, probably being turned into llamas. I don't know. Well, you know, llamas became more popular after the movie. Maybe that was it. It was paid, it was paid for by Big Llama. <laughs> big <laughs> Alpaca.
0: That was funny. So probably. But,
1: <laughs> yeah, but back to the point, like, you know, you're you're right. Like, we do have these, like if it's predictive programming, is it just getting us used to this idea of of these creatures existing and mm-hmm. and not existing in a and I'll I'll go again because of the nature of the show. Not existing in a biblical context, because I think that's one thing. Because I think a lot of people say giants. Okay. That's a David and Goliath, right? So almost on an instinctive level, it's like, that's, there's a biblical context to it, but if we can separate them, then they can be integrated back in. Because I think mm-hmm. ultimately that's one of the, one of the reasons, a lot of these things, uh you know, happen the way they do is to, you know, is, is there is a war, not just on reality, but on the Bible, because, Mm-hmm. I would argue the the biblical worldview is the way the world actually is, and that's what they're yeah. and that's ultimately what they're targeting.
0: I mean, everyone's saying now we're living in the Book of Revelation. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hear I, that I, on a daily I, basis now.
1: <laughs> if you're on the channel Siri Papers uh, on on YouTube and Rumble, I will. I'm going to be breaking down uh, some some things about the Book of Revelation. I would argue we're actually in. I can point exactly that we are in Revelation twelve verse in between verses five a and five b.
0: Oh, I better get my Bible out. I need to look that <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> well, and again, it's it's a more it's more complicated. Most people think it's mm-hmm. uh, so. Just for those just so people aren't panicking, it's like the thing is the 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 you know the 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 sections of the Book of Revelation aren't they are while well, like the, the seals, the trumpets, that in for themselves, they are sequential. It's not good they aren't sequential moving through the book right I think there's a there's a massive misunderstanding on what the seals are versus what the trumpets are so don't worry we're going to do a full we'll do a full teaching on it we'll do a quick breakdown it'll and honestly it'll make a lot more sense when you see it but just for me very quickly we are in 12 verse 5 a and 5b but that's a whole teaching unto itself but yeah we are in these days and let's it, taking it back to the whole Antichrist idea. Why would the government go after these giants deliberately, right? Like why are mm-hmm. because you said that the original team brought like a helicopter to extract the body, like they, they were had it waiting. To bring one out. Mm-hmm.
0: It was waiting, and that was really suspicious. It was sus, as my son would say, mm-hmm. super sus. Yes, um, they, they had a net, a big cargo net, waiting to come haul something big off didn't make sense at all. So, and why did they take the body? Why didn't they just leave it there? You know, um, if it was such a surprise, uh, why didn't they just leave it there? And, you know, I mean, all the townspeople knew that the giants were there. According to my data, everyone in the area knew the giants lived there Mm -hmm. and, uh, and everyone knew to stay away from the area. So obviously somebody I'm, I'm pretty sure our military is going to do their research before they go into an area. (laughs) Yeah. So they would have known.
1: Right. And to your point, it's like the, the main story that's told is, Hey, some team was out there, they get ambushed. They send another team after them to find them. And you're saying, no, that's not what happened. Yes. This other team was ambushed, but they were there to find this creature. They were there to Mm -hmm. find it, kill it, bring it back. And again, they just got in over their, over their head. Unfortunately they were ambushed by, in your, it was multiple targets, right? That they, Mm -hmm. they attacked them went full ewok on them and um they know, were laying
0: were, in wait they were yeah. the giants were waiting for them and they did ambush them and and like i said my data said uh, i was hearing dust till dawn um and and of course my mind was thinking when i when i heard dust till dawn i was thinking well i know vampires aren't involved with this <laughs> i'm yep. kidding no but it's um yeah it was a it was kind of a nighttime operation i'm assuming
1: which again is we talked about makes a lot of sense because that's one of the things we do from a military perspective, right? We, we have night vision. We have, we have amazing night vision. Um, And so that's why we actually run most of our, uh, a lot of special ops do their things at night because it gives us an advantage that these other, uh, that other militaries don't have. And again, since these guys are basically living some sort of, you know, Neolithic or bronze age existence, then, yeah, it would make sense that we would we would use that particular skill, that technology to do. Yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Well, and, but you also have to think the giants, these people who have lived there for Lord knows how long right. um, they they had the upper hand. You know, they have the high ground. Yeah. They know the area. They're probably very skilled hunters and mm-hmm. were able to fend off and, and protect their, you know, their area. And these people were all trespassers. Um, You know, we don't know what type of well, I I would say we don't know what type of intelligence these giants have. Of course, my data kept saying it said simple man. Okay, so they're very simple. That doesn't mean simple minded. Okay, it just means simple. Okay, Uh, not no technology and that kind of stuff, according to the data. Okay, so um, we we don't we, we don't know. Uh, exactly what went down, but we do know that they attacked the military. So it was just very sad. We, a lot of lives were lost. Yeah, a lot of of soldiers.
1: No, and that's and that's a terrible aspect of this. But something it just came to mind when you were talking about when we were talking about the whole night vision thing. If these creatures exist in these massive uh, tunnel systems, they may have unbelievable nighttime vision. Yeah, because there's that's, not a lot of light down there.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, so. that's what I would assume. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I was as I was saying that I was wondering that myself. Like, what is their vision like? Yep. They must eat a lot of carrots because I know when <laughs> I was a kid, my mom said, "Eat your carrots, so you can see at night."
1: <laughs> well, you know where that came from, right? That that story about being a no. Okay,
0: where did that come from?
1: Interesting story here. Um, don't worry, we'll get we'll we'll get back onto it. But this is, <laughs> I love I love stories about propaganda. World War II, uh, on Ellie. See, she loves stories about propaganda too, so she's really and excited. And carrots. Oh, she actually really loves carrots. It's weird. Um. Anyway, so World War Two, uh, we had a uh, there was this pilot who actually uh, it was part of the RAF. He had the first onboard radar on his plane. Like now everyone, every plane has a uh, radar on it, but this was, there was only one, it was a prototype. And this was a big deal because back in the day you had to be able to see your targets, right? Cause mm-hmm. you, everything was, was manual. Well, a lot of, again, a lot of the bombing runs happened at night. So you had to, so everyone had to turn off their lights. And that also meant so that the Germans couldn't target uh, cities and towns as accurately as they, you know, if, if the lights have been turned on, that also means that the RAF pilots couldn't see them. So to hide the fact that this pilot had a radar system on his plane was allowing him to find these uh, the German bombers and the fighters and take them out. In order to hide the idea that there was a technological advantage, the Brit, the the Brits said he eats a lot of carrots because car- because beta carotene is good for your eyes. But he was, he was, he he grew up eating so many carrots his eyesight was just unbelievable. And so it was propaganda.
0: Interesting. So post <laughs> I never World knew War that.
1: Two, yeah. Well, so post World War II, oh, you'd be surprised how many things that you believe, like God, common phrase theologies. All
0: those, those darn carrots I ate thinking I was going to have night vision.
1: <laughs> uh huh. Naturally. Uh huh. It's all propaganda. Gosh
0: darn it. Don't tell my son that. Don't yeah, tell exactly. him that story, okay? Well, carrots are
1: still good for you. It's just, It's not going to give you superhuman vision. Yeah. No, you'd be amazed how many things we've been lied to a lot. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, That's that's a whole other conversation. Um, But finally,
0: had the carrots pulled off over my eyes.
1: (laughs) Ah, I see what you did there. I like it. I like it. Um, Yeah. But yeah. So so (laughs) this really brings us back to why why would these why would the military or the deep state or whomever would sit. Why would they send either a military force or a special force or perhaps even mercenaries into a cave system in order to kill and retrieve a Nephilim? Like, that's that's a big question, right? And it kind of goes back to it has to be for the genetics, right?
0: The DNA right? the DNA, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, now we have clones and cloning, and that's something that I am fascinated with because I do not understand it. Um, I have been trying to figure out, and and, you know, I've had people send me videos, and uh, and Mm -hmm. it's a little confusing. I think there's different ways that humans can be cloned. Yeah. Um, Which actually, the more I, I dig into it, the more I see. Like, there's a lot of maybe even celebrities that we thought have died but it was probably a clone and the actual person is probably living their best life on an island somewhere you know an um, somewhere. after we watched their clone get murdered in the street or something you know or die on an operating table or whatever um you know i think a lot of a lot of the the deaths I mean, even when think about when people go to jail if they get charged with like some heinous crime they could send a clone to jail you know and uh Mm-hmm. And they can be scot free, get off scot free. So, yeah.
1: or let's just say the clone could be <laughs> unalived in a could be brought in when yeah. the cameras are off, unalived in a prison cell. The real person leaves, and that bo- and that yep. clone bodies. Um,
0: yes, exactly.
1: Again, yeah, I mean, clearly we're speaking <laughs> hypothetically here. Um, totally.
0: That clone did not hurt it's unalive itself, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, clearly. Well, this is purely hypothetical. We'd never suggest wait, 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 wait. that that yeah. someone who is <laughs> intimately connected with the government uh, would would ever do something like that or be never. in such a situation. Never. But it,
0: it does open up a can of worms. It does.
1: A can of cloned worms.
0: Cloned worms. Yes.
1: Yes. um <laughs> and, and again, so so then it's like okay, let's let's take that. If they're cloning, is it because they want to clone an army? Full on Star Wars with, you know, the Clone Wars where you have soldiers made from this DNA. Um, oh, yeah. That's a possibility. Yeah. I- imagine having an 11 foot tall dude who's got the muscle structure to, to hold these things. Imagine the kind of weaponry he could carry and, and armor he could carry into the battlefield. We could take it one step further. Perhaps they're not trying to clone them, but, uh, per se, but unlock uh, certain aspects of their DNA in order to create some sort of super soldier serum, a la Captain America. Imagine being able to give people an injection that updates their DNA and now they're superhumanly strong. Maybe their bones are denser. They've got a, you know, they're more resistant to disease or healing. Perhaps it's not just for soldiers. What if there's an aspect to their DNA that makes them healthy, I'm going to put this in quotation marks, healthier. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, we can we can update everyone's DNA to make them not fully human.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And, and how does the AI aspect tap into this as well? Because, I mean, m- my biggest concern was AI taking over humans and the planet. Mm-hmm. Now we've got this whole giant aspect thing. So... I don't know.
1: Well, maybe they're not un- They're not as unconnected as we would think. I mean, yeah, there is a. So, I am a proponent of the thought because there's actually three. There's not just one mark of the beast. There's three. There's the name, the number, the name, and the mark. Um, it's entirely. It, so it's entirely possible there's more than just one kind of mark. And one of the theories that I, I'm I'm very much leaning towards. Uh, between you bring the whole UFO abduction phenomenon to it is that one of these marks is a computer chip that's not just a, it's not a, it's not just about ID. Mm-hmm. It is actually changing your genetic structure. It is not uncommon for people who've been abducted who for whom uh, these chips, these implants have been found. <clears throat> They've been said to have that once those chips were removed, that they felt like they were cleaner, but they, they're like some like they felt like a darkness had been lifted o- over them. However, they also reported that they that during their their time as a, as abductees, they had gained some degree of supernatural powers like psychic abilities. But once the chip was removed, they they stopped having those abilities. They mm. stopped hearing things or seeing things, and so. I'm a proponent of the idea that one of the because, there in 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 particularly evangelical circles, there's a long conversation about why those who take the mark seem to be damned, like just from the word goes. Like once you take that mark, it's over. There's no turning back from. There's no repentance of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people suggest that that's they focus on that because it's very odd. Because because whether it's the Old Testament, New Testament, God seems to try to bring people back, no matter how terrible they've been. I mean, Nineveh is a great example. These were terrible humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the things that the Ninevites would do, the Assyrian Empire would do to people, it's like, these were absolute monsters. And yet, he was trying to redeem them. So why would God automatically be like, nope, we're out. Like, you take that yeah. mark, you this is over. Well, why? A lot of, because a lot of people believe that the Nephilim Uh, are because they're non-human they're something that should not have been created they are completely unnatural Uh, one of the reasons they they don't go to the land of the dead they stay as demons on on the earthly plane is because they don't have a place for them yet right and so if you as a human become a Nephilim if you've willingly made that choice you've made yourself non-human and therefore non-redeemable It's the ultimate sign of saying, I don't want what you got, God. And now, is that the case? I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made for it. Yeah. But it it does seem like getting this, this, you know, harvesting this Nephilim DNA to crack its code, to understand it better, seems to tie into this AI thing, right? To be Mm -hmm. able to create a chip. That you could insert into a human being and, and change them to be these kinds of creatures, and one of the uh, one of the seals are these loc these quote unquote locusts that come out, and they afflict everyone for months. And that they said, and there's this line in Jeremiah that they will um, seek death, but d- death will flee from them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is entirely possible that that this upgrade does it does what they say. It'll make you non human and therefore resilient to death. And so things that would have killed you now don't.
0: Well, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, there's also the other side that it's going to actually kill you. (laughs) So I don't know. uh, Yeah. In the long run. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, who knows how this all interplays? But yeah. We're going to have
0: to wait wait and see.
1: (laughs) Yeah we are going to have to wait and see on that, it. but it's a
0: little early in the game but
1: it is and like i said that's all we can do is, is speculate at this point but again the, the idea that they were going there to harvest this body is fascinating because of the implications i'm also mm-hmm. a proponent of the idea that the antichrist will have a nephilim body because he's a spirit right it's been around mm-hmm. you know since nimrod at least and i've Again, when you read, you know he is he and the false Christ are thrown into the lake of fire directly. Like there's no humans get judged. And, you know these creatures don't. You know they they are thrown. They're like, nope, you're done. Well, that means they knew what they were doing. Right? Wh- whoever the antichrist ends up being, whoever the false Christ ends up being, or false prophet, they are. They knew what they were doing. Well if they don't have to be judged and they knew what they were doing, that would make them Mm non-human, but yet in human bodies. Well, the only thing that meets that, and and this ties in a lot to uh, one of the prophecies of Daniel about the 10 kings, which are the 10 toes of the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. It says that they will, it depends on how you translate the verse. A lot of people, unfortunately, there's no such thing as translation. There's only interpretation. And a lot of people translate as they, they will, be known by mingling, uh, by mingling with the seed of men. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> but the Hebrew's even weirder because it actually re- it really would read more like. I spoke to scholars who they're like, yeah, that's a per- that's a better understanding of it. They just the reason doesn't gets translated this way is because it doesn't make sense to anybody. They become by mingling themselves with the seed of men. So you're like, well. Hold on. How do these 10 kings mingle themselves with the seed of men and then they become the kings? Like, how does this work? Like, how do they become by doing?
0: By you know, taking DNA samples, exactly. like abductions and what we call alien abductions, you know? And that's precisely humans in the future coming back to get samples to mingle their
1: or. Or maybe Genetics, they're, or, yeah, maybe. Maybe they're, the maybe they're yeah, maybe they're humans from the future. Maybe they're, maybe they're Nephilim, or maybe the whole thing is a government conspiracy. They they want yeah. us to think they're aliens, so people yeah. don't realize what they're actually doing, which is to ultimately mm-hmm. create bodies for what are already demonic spirits to have to actually have. because one of the reasons demoniacs are so in conflict is because that spirit is not supposed to be there, and it's conflicting with the nat- with the native soul. Well, if you can create a human body that doesn't have a native soul, then that gives them a way to inhabit that body and not be in conflict.
0: But that but they do. That's what I've been watching on these cloning shows mm-hmm. is that they're making bodies that are like human skins and they're they're totally workable like a human and they just have to put some people say a soul goes into them. Yeah. They have soul traps that they put inside these bodies. Some say there's chips that go inside of them that have your consciousness downloaded on it. I think it's kind of scary. I mean, it's terrifying, in my opinion. You know, um, I, I'm a good old fashioned, you know, organic human with a soul. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so it um, should
1: be scary. No, it should be. Yeah. I think this. Yeah, there's there's reason to be to be terrified of this because it is unnatural. Yeah you you just mentioned something about chips being implanted and the ai it all just sort of popped in my head that's one of the things i think you would agree with me on this demons have access to us through television through mm-hmm. all of these other things Lord, there are yes. there are cases where it seems like computers have themselves become possessed it's not mm-hmm. just that they're it's like they themselves are possessed is it possible that perhaps more to the point, perhaps they're not directly inhabiting the body, but rather there there is a an AI system that is implanted into these brains that allows them to run the body.
0: Or what about the 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 mark that people have chosen to put inside of them, or not? Perhaps mm-hmm. that gives access to their bodies as well uh, through yeah. that chip. So, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. seems unavoidable. Now, I do know, I actually. Uh, on my show this past weekend on space out radio, I had a guest on who makes films about Bigfoot and the occult and things like that. And we had a conversation about, um, you know, how he does chants and rituals and he puts it on film. And I, I made the point that, you know, well, do you warn people before you play that out loud where they have to hear it because mm-hmm. that could affect them. Okay. And, uh, mm-hmm. and he said, well, yes, we do warn people. And yes, people do get up and walk out when we're doing our our film, you know, our premieres and things like yeah. that. And uh, and I don't blame those people one bit. Yeah. <laughs> with you. Uh because, you know, I, I've watched shows like ghost shows, not to name names, but ghost shows on television. <laughs> yeah. And and I know when they start chanting and, and doing rituals on on the screen, I hit the mute button immediately and I turn the channel because I know this something somehow, some way it is able to come into my home whatever they are conjuring, you know? Yeah. And so I I want to shut that off before it gets inside my house.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah to, to people who aren't familiar with this stuff, that, that may sound crazy, but the I have, one of the things I've really thought about is if you can see it, if you can hear it, you're a participant, even if you're not doing the actions, like you become a part, because yes. a, a lot of occult rituals, not everyone has to be participating for you to be a part of it. Yes. And, it's so so i will name names on this one i did go see the most recent dr strange movie i'm a huge marvel fan um, i
0: like dr strange
1: yeah dr strange is good i like dr strange he's my And <laughs> <laughs> if you're a um again i'm a comic fan from from way back i always have been i was raised a marvel fan um but in this last movie and i'm a I, again i saw evil dead you know army of darkness you know i'm a sam raimi yeah. horror fan I'm not real big in horror. Have, have haven't been because, to be honest, the world is bad enough as it is. Um, but I, you know, I like I, you know, I like a good Sam Raimi fic, like you know, like a lot of people. Um, and the you know the movie was like overall the movie's fine. If you're a comic fan, there's a lot there's a lot to like. But there was one scene at the end. I won't go into detail. And it's like it was dark. Be- so it's like there were aspects of it that were dark before we got to this scene, right? And I'm like, okay darker than they would like someone actually we were we were leaving the theater someone said that wasn't pg-13 that was like a little like a lowercase r <laughs> and i'm like you know what that actually like i'm like yeah no i wish i thought of that because yeah that's exactly what it was like this is not a pg-13 flick uh, I'll, I'll tell everyone that right now it's like it's it's not a hard r but it's like a lowercase <laughs> r i completely agree with that but there's a scene in the film where it's like again you start getting chanting there's uh certain symbols that are used and put up mm-hmm. in your life. And I honestly felt different in the movie theater, like something like the mm. atmosphere changed. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to a number of people they are like, yeah, that one scene. It's like, a, it's like a, a yep. switch is flipped and it's like coming home. Like I felt this a darkness. I came yeah. home. I had to do the normal stuff. I'm like, I had to, you know, I had to get rid of this. Like some, I could feel yeah. something coming with me. And it's like, you know, uh, the occult, uh, The, you know, particularly when you start getting into summoning and conjuring, it would be one thing if, you know, a lot of people think, oh, that can't go through this. No, but you are participating in watching it and hearing it. And honestly, this is, uh, again, you don't have to be on my side of the field over here as a, you know, as a biblical Christian to believe that. I mean,
0: yeah
1: I've met witches, full-blown witches, and they're like, yeah, no, absolutely you can. You know, people yeah. who who com- would completely disagree with me, but they would agree with me on that one point, and so yeah. it it does open. But to your point. Maybe the, these chips, these these AIs, they you know, maybe a part of all of this is to bring people into performing ultimately performing occult rituals that they're not they're not realizing that they're doing.
0: Well, th- look at the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is, that's a huge one every year, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and a lot of times, even the, yeah. the football stadiums, the, the sports arenas are built on yeah. big sacred lands, you know, and, um, yeah. Yeah. it's just basically a place to harvest energy. Okay. Yeah. No, so absolutely. That's what they're doing. Just in case y'all yep. didn't know. Um, yeah.
1: No, the, it, it's, <laughs> again, we, we, there's man, we're don't worry, we are going. I know another I just, show people, on that one. Yeah, people are screaming, it's like, talk about all the occult in Hollywood, and it's like, yeah, trust me, that's a that's an upcoming show. I have got guys, I've got yeah. a book back there that's full of ideas that people keep throwing at me. I just have to have time to get to them. Trust me, we'll deal with with uh <laughs> with the occult in Hollywood. Trust me. Um, but it's everywhere, it is, and then you but then you let's go back to the topic at hand, which is the Nephilim you throw them into it, right? You know, not just, you know, again, demons are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, at least the lowercase demons are. But then you have, but then you throw their physical bodies in there. You throw their DNA into this mix and things start getting a little wild. Like the possibilities start, are basically endless on this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I just don't like being a participant in you know, an unwilling participant in all of these experiments yeah. that, you know, in these rituals, uh, you know, I mm-hmm. I I don't want to do that. I, I don't have cable anymore. I don't watch TV, you know, and uh and and I get I get pretty mad there's something that doesn't sit right with my soul when I feel like I am being put inside of an experiment that I didn't ask to be in. Yeah. You know, so
1: I think a lot of people feel like that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not to name anything specifically. Actually, had <laughs> an I have an episode on another channel of mine uh, that just got flagged from like a year ago. They're like, this is misinformation. I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm like, oh, okay, I get what you don't like. You know, exactly.
0: That means it's probably right.
1: <laughs> oh, well, exactly. Well, let's face it. You don't, and and this is a topic for a whole other show. Because it's like they don't. You don't have to censor information that 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 they like which which makes me question the rise of all of these of all, of shows like mm-hmm. ours right where it's like hey let's talk about bigfoot let's talk about the flying pterosaurs let's talk about the paranormal let's talk about all the that's all blowing up and has been for a while so it's like huh it does make yeah it makes you ask that question and that's a conversation probably for another day yeah but, uh, yeah, I, to your point, I, I agree with you. It's like I don't want to be an experiment, you know, that they're doing right now. And just seeing, is it our kids are involved in it. Everyone's mm-hmm. involved in it.
0: Even cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the, the first step is to make the public aware that we are being experimented on mm-hmm. and there are rituals going on. And as crazy as a conspiracy theorist as we sound and theorists together, you know, just bringing attention to it and put it planting that seed, so to speak, uh, to mm-hmm. so people can, it, you know, it not only expose it but just be aware of it. Yeah. Um, and you can decide if you want to be a part of it yourself or not.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Informed consent. That's all we're asking. Yeah. for. Yeah. 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 Informed consent. Well. Jessica, I really appreciate you coming on uh, this episode to continue this conversation. I mean, the Nephilim are such a, an involved topic, and you had and you had brought some interesting insights to this this story. It's been around for a while now. Uh, Ellie's Marzulli, Marzulli was the one who broke it, and you 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 kind of introduced some new topics and themes to it. So I appreciate you uh, you doing that
0: yeah well thank you you know i was just remote viewing it i didn't know what kind of information was going to come out and uh yeah i'm just glad that you were able to help me put it all together and make sense of it because i just had a whole bunch of stuff a bunch of data i knew nothing about so thank you jason and thank you for having me on tonight this is always fun
1: no it's a pleasure as always uh again uh before we we head on out you tell the people where to where to find you
0: Yeah. Well, I can be found on my website, thecryptidhuntress.com. I have a YouTube channel called The Cryptid Huntress. And Friday nights, I have a show, uh, Remote Viewing Investigations with Jessica, here on on Texas Front Porch. And uh, and it airs on my my YouTube channel. And also, I have a show on Space Out Radio Saturday and Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, it's all about cryptids. So y'all tune in.
1: Wonderful. And guys... Uh, we'll catch y'all next week. We're back to being live. We're going to have all kinds of fun conversations and uh, we're going to learn learn a little bit. And if you subscribe to the Siri Papers YouTube channel, I do promise they're going to be, we're going to be breaking down revelations, how to read it, uh, the order of events, and exploring some of these topics, like what is the mark of the beast? What should we be looking for? And who are those 10 kings? So we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we will catch y'all on the flip side next time. Let's be honest Wheelchairs are heavy, bulky and ugly. If you carry a wheelchair in your car to take care of a loved one you know how hard it is getting that clunky old style wheelchair in and out of your